0: Hi, and welcome back to Reach for Wellness, a video podcast by Community Reach Center located in Westminster, Colorado. I'm your host, Vanessa Alarcon, a licensed clinical social worker and a licensed addictions counselor. Healthcare is a pretty multidisciplinary sector. There's so many different types of perspectives and professionals that make up to provide really good healthcare. And in today's episode, we'll be focusing on the field of social work. And it's also Social Work Month um, in the month of March. So I'm delighted to have two social workers from Community Reach Center talk a little bit more about social work and its role in society. So thank you both for being here. I'd love to do some quick introductions. Um, So Christina, if you could just share your name, your pronouns, and your role with Community Reach Center.
1: Of course, so uh, Christina Barca. I am the director of the Wraparound Division. Um, Pronouns, she and her.
2: Great, thank you. Of course. And Dr. Rebecca? Yes, hi. Just Rebecca is fine. But um, yes, I also go by she and her, and I'm the clinical director over our acute services division, which includes all of our, um, many of our residential programs, our day treatment program um, type of services. Okay, so two
0: different worlds. Yes. Completely. (laughs) So what are your connections to social work, whoever wants to start?
1: Um,
2: I've been in social work since as long as I can remember. I actually went and got my bachelor's degree in social work, and really even before that, I've always loved working with kids, with people, and that was kind of my in, was Mm -hmm. wanting to find a profession where I could continue to just help and be around people and so I started back when I was 18 working in jails helping to teach prisoners and inmates how to read and some just basic social emotional um, types of learning and Mm -hmm. ever since then I've just been hooked. Um, Most of my career has been working with adolescents um, as well as young children with who are victims of abuse and neglect and trauma and so that's really my specialty um, has been working with trauma and understanding the impact of trauma over the life course of individuals and yeah, I've just been hooked on helping others and love just how wide social work can be. Like it's so broad. There's so many things you can do, so many populations, so many different avenues that that also attracted me is that although my passion was trauma, there's been so many other influences that I love about social work. And
0: um, to just expand a little bit on your connection to social work, so you mentioned that you have your bachelor's degree in social work, and yeah. my understanding is you also have your master's degree in social work and your Ph.D. <laughs> in social yeah, work. Yeah,
2: as you can tell, I've been <laughs> <frustrated>. <laughs> <laughs> I committed, yes, yes. Um, I had my bachelor's and started out um, in residential world working back east in Boston in a residential facility for kids, moved out here, got my master's degree, went right back to residential world, so that's been a majority of my career, is working with kids who've been impacted by abuse and neglect, trauma, as well as um, kind of intersection with the mental health, as well as probation and court system and the juvenile justice. Um, and then got a little bit bored of direct practice, so I was like, I'll oh, just go get my PhD, um, do a lot of teaching on the side, um, realized pretty early on into my career, um in academia, that, that was not for me. That I needed to be back directly working with people, gotcha. um, which is what brought me back to the field and kind of kept me out of pure academia. Okay, well, very yeah. The whole, the whole <laughs> yes. Like I said, from day one, I was committed. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic.
0: So, Christina, what's your connection then to social work? Yeah,
1: I was supposed to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> story. Um, no, no worries. Um, my story is a little different. Okay. Um, so it has not always been uh, been predestined for me. Um, I was actually in my fireside chat. I referenced that I was in retail management for a long time, more years yeah. than I want 100% to admit. hundred percent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For more years than I want to admit. Um, so I did, you know, the working full time and going to school, the whole the grind, and um, I was actually going for teaching mm-hmm. while I was in retail management. Um, and I remember, I remember thinking. Um, once I graduated with my bachelor's in education, I taught for like this amount of time, and I was like, no, 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 I have to go back to grad school and figure something else out. Um, and my experience in retail management made me realize like I needed to do something that mattered. Mm-hmm. I needed to do something that affected somebody's life, um, one person or a million people didn't matter. It just needed to um, just be, I, had to, I had to advocate. I had to do something that made the world better somehow, right? Um, I think. When you're young, I think changing the world feels a little easier than it Mm -hmm. actually is, right? And so I think once you go through that process, you realize um, how you can affect change in whatever systems you're in. So Mm -hmm. when I went back to school, I went to get my MSW, um, and I started in um, crisis. So I worked in a behavioral health um, crisis center, Mm -hmm. uh, doing everything or anything. (laughs) <laughs> that you have the beauty to do, right? so short. Yes. <laughs> the, the beauty of crisis, right? you just do what has to be done at any given moment. Um, when I moved back to Florida, I actually got into um, uh, substance use. So I worked for residential substance use and I kind of, I went through the ranks there. And so a lot of my experience is in um, the residential sector. So um, running substance use, uh, substance use services um, for adults mostly. And then I kind of went into like the administrative piece of things. Um, and I think that that is when I realized, yeah, I made the right choice, right? When I got into leadership mm-hmm. and we started talking about how we can create systems, right? How do we create processes um, maybe to expand services to a broader um, population? Or how do we create, um, kind of organizationally, how do we create opportunities for more services um, or different services or whatever we can do? and. I didn't realize and at that time I didn't like when I went into social work it was very individual I want to help mm. a person right. right I want to help um, a, seri- a you know a smaller population and then when you get into administration you realize no you actually could have the power to affect policy mm-hmm. or affect um, you know service delivery for an organization and that's when I was like oh yeah okay this is what I'm doing and this is this feels exactly what I wanted which was the ad- ad- uh, advocacy piece um, yeah. and uh, kind of using whatever resources I have intrinsically mm. to help others on a broader scale um, and then I moved to Denver and here, you <laughs> and you are. here I am <laughs> yeah and so we're doing the same thing here you know I get to affect policy and process for the rap Broad division and I love it
0: oh that's wonderful like there's clearly this shared like you know um desire to support and help people and really affect really good change um, as a table of social workers, I guess I will ask for someone that's maybe listening or watching, that's like, isn't like, what's the difference between a social worker and maybe another professional in the field, like a psychologist or a
2: professional counselor, addictions counselor? Who wants to answer that? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I really think the scope. I mean, being a social worker, as you know, it. it it's everything. There's so many different things you can do in different populations, um, both at the micro direct care level. You can be in the clinical world providing therapy. You can be more at the case management side of things and really helping to support people with accessing resources. Um, there's just so many different things that differentiate it um, from other um Professions. I've always found other professions were very narrow, and there's definitely a need for them. And a lot yeah. of our work is multidisciplinary, mm-hmm. um, so I'm definitely not saying anything negative about others. It's just I always wanted something where it was big and expansive and I could shift and grow and, and go from that micro to that macro to that policy level. Um, similar to Christina, I love systems now and I love looking at an organization through a trauma lens and understanding the systemic approach and ecological approach and really how we're all connected. And it's all—it's about, about the human, it's about the human yeah. experience. Um, and I think that's what really differentiates it. Um, from others, yeah,
1: I would second that. I think the one thing that every time I have a conversation with a social worker and we talk about um, our education, yeah, we always I, it feels like feels like we had a similar experience in how we were educated.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, in mm-hmm. that
1: we look at the whole person, we look yeah. at the system, we look micro, meso, macro, and we see Absolutely. how these yeah. things are affecting people. Yeah, um, and. There's a clinical aspect to that, too, right? Mm -hmm. And so we kind of have this this very broad education where it's, yes, we need to understand and learn how to um, treat people clinically, if that's the route you want to go, and we need to understand all the factors that are creating whatever it is that the presenting problem is, right? And so when we have a more narrow view and we think, um, you know, this intervention is for this, right? This is the presenting problem and this is what we're going to do with it. I think that we miss something. Yeah. And so I think in our education, when we're taught, no, we're going to look at the whole person, the yeah. whole environment, the mm-hmm. whole system, the family system. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of positions us in a way to be, um, I don't know, informed in a way yeah. that we can have the the most comprehensive intervention to whoever we're treating. Absolutely. Um, not to say that other, I, I don't know, yeah, because I'm not that, but I can <laughs> tell you that the education for MSW was that very. It was couldn't agree more just yeah. that you know
2: huge broad approach and really understanding like you said that that holistic perspective um, mm-hmm. that I haven't experienced with a lot of other professions and really being able to factor in all the different things that go into making us all human yeah um, and that human experience um, and I would also say as I talk to other social workers yes it's our profession but it's also who we are um, um, and I 100. think that, and only social workers really can kind of relate to that experience, sure. that yes, we leave our job at the end of the day, but it stays with us, like that who we yeah. are at the core, our values, it just resonates with us.
0: No, I think so it's true. interesting you mentioned that, because I remember being, I so I got my bachelor's in psychology, I wasn't like always full on social work, <laughs> I know, scandalous, <laughs> but I remember when I transitioned to my master's social work degree, that like, Um, those that had their bachelors or were kind of like not as new to the field um, or the framework would always start their sentences with, well, as a social worker. And I was like, (laughs) oh, we're not even social work. We're still in school. But I thought it was so interesting because it like became this like ingrained thing that like, yeah, like this whole identity and values Mm -hmm. that we're adopting of like social justice and advocacy Mm -hmm. and supporting the everyone and the whole system. So
2: Yeah, I really appreciate that. And I love that you brought up social justice and advocacy because, again, I think that just speaks to the the breadth of this profession and the need um, that we work with oftentimes disempowered and oppressed Mm -hmm. populations and help to empower and give voice um, to those who might not otherwise have that opportunity.
1: For sure. And I think that that, in speaking to social workers, it almost – I'm not going to say almost always, a lot of times, it starts with the social justice piece, Mm -hmm. right? I was affected in this way by some kind of oppression, or my family was, Mm -hmm. or my friends were, Um, and so you kind of, well, how do I I affect change? How do I create a space where I can make the world a little bit better? Um, And I think that that changes over time. As you get older, you realize just how hard that is and being a social worker you're also positioned to be able to make those changes mm-hmm. um, so your experience as you know a younger person and maybe you want to hold a picket sign or you know do all the things for social justice you realize that there are systems in place that you can actually affect change as a social worker and that's really empowering yeah
0: well, that's wonderful
1: it's yeah it's a
0: great i think like experience and also like being a professional in the field, you know, you see that there's so many ways that you can affect that change. And so at Community Reach Center, like we talked about, and also in a lot of systems, you know, we have lots of disciplines. We don't You know, our training may be a little more like bird's eye view systems, but every single person plays a role into helping create like really healthy, um, like a healthy society. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with that being said, within Community Reach Center, because we have so many disciplines and and opportunities or just different programs, I'm curious to hear about your specific divisions and um, the services that you have, like what kind of opportunities exist for social workers at Community Reach Center?
2: I mean, the the list is endless. So many. many. And and really, for people both with a bachelor's degree or those in master's programs or considering them, we have amazing opportunities at all levels, which is why I love community mental health, because there's really ways to get your your feet wet and experience, is this the right population? Is this Mm -hmm. the right field? Um, But I think for the acute services division, um, we do have a wide berth. We work with kids in our day treatment program, so having the opportunity to be in a classroom with kids who struggle in traditional classrooms who may have been impacted by um, trauma or abuse or just have not been successful in a traditional classroom and really get that chance to work with those kids one-on-one. Um, opportunities to support um, adults transitioning out of hospital settings who are really struggling with um, mental illness and mental health challenges that are really impacting their ability to be safe in the community and working with those people and learning about the systems of what supports can be put in place to help people successfully get back home and avoid hospitals. are just some of the main focuses of the acute division. Um, there's a whole other host, but I really think okay. that kind of that firsthand, one-on-one supporting people kind of in acute kind of crisis like you talked about earlier is the, the main focus. And so people who really want that experience of, of crisis and of working with people at all ends of the spectrum of crisis um, are well-suited for social work ed. Yeah. Great,
1: Absolutely. yeah. It's not different in the
0: wraparound yeah. division, really.
1: And can you um, explain wraparound
0: a division a little bit? Because I know with queue we kind of talked like it's more crisis, but with wraparound, like what is well, that? There
1: are. Yeah, I mean I <laughs> know that what it is, but for knows. people that may not know, <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense. Um, so uh, wraparound is actually kind of it, it's a combination of services um, that it would be hard to define it as wraparound. But I can speak to like for example, we have a a program that would serve. Um, people who are experiencing uh, psychosis for the first time. Yeah. Right. We also have a program that would, uh, that it's a drop-in center for mm-hmm. anybody at CRC to, who needs a safe environment, right? Sure. So when you're thinking about um, the Wraparound Division, we are a series of primary and ancillary services that really um, allow for the whole person to be treated um, in whatever it is that they're experiencing, right? Um, we also have progr- a program that um, serves individuals on probation or parole, right? So mm-hmm. it's really, um, <laughs> it's a variety of things. So with that in mind, if you think about any of the programs within Wraparound, most of them have everything from peer specialist to case manager mm-hmm. to master's level clinicians, and really um, dip, doesn't even, your education level at CRC, you can, you can work almost anywhere, right? So from yeah. bachelor's to master's, there's so many opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then from my perspective, Um, We're sitting here as social workers, Mm -hmm. right? And we work with systems and more administrative things, right? And so to be able to have um, one organization that allows you to move from maybe a peer specialist or a case manager all the way through maybe director or, you know, one day chief clinical officer or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. right? This has all of that, right? And so when it comes to professional development, to have a place in organization Mm -hmm. that's able to... um, really offer that to anyone Um, and I think being a social worker specifically and you have that holistic view and you have the opportunities to kind of move through different um, opportunities of social work services, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I think CRC is uniquely positioned to be able to really um, professionally develop social workers in that kind of way.
2: Yeah. No. And I would to add to that, not just a plethora of different opportunities, but also different populations. Yeah. You know, we're talking. We have children. We have adolescents. We have adults. We have, you know, homeless populations. We have so many different populations. You know, acute psychosis. That I think that also is really unique. Is is a great opportunity to kind of learn different types of, of groups and opportunities and ways of interacting um, until you find your niche. Um, So I think for those people out there who are considering, but are kind of like, I want to help, but I don't really know what that looks like, do I want to do direct care, do I want to work with children, you know, there's opportunities for everything, um, which I think is so important too, Um, to have that in one place um, is really unique. unique. No, I,
0: like, as someone who came, like, straight from graduate school to community reach, I have found, like, just the great opportunity to be exposed in my division in outpatient, which is, like, a pretty clinical social work type of, like, uh, program, but it really has given me exposure to, like, all the population age ranges. I mean, it's a little, it's interacting with your systems and, you like, finding the right fit, so I'm just thankful that we have social workers in our leadership positions and of course I'm appreciative of all of the different disciplines that make up um, so we can just really provide good care so thank you both for your time and it's fun to always talk about social work so I appreciate your time thank Thank you thank you if you would like to stay tuned for future episodes of Reach for Wellness you can connect with us on our website at communityreachcenter.org where we have links to our
2: social media pages and we hope you tune in to future episodes talk to you next time